right, continuing our first afternoon here in Beaver Creek at the Precious Metals Summit. We're not going to talk a whole lot of precious metals in this corporate update because we're going to talk copper with Arizona Sonoran Copper trading on the TSX with ASCU and on the OTCQX with ASCUF and welcoming back in once again CEO Mr. George Ogilvy. George, good to see you. Hi, Trevor. Just so everybody knows, George and I are practically wearing the same blue three-piece suit. I mean, you dress spectacular, my friend. <laughs> and by default, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we must have the same tailor. <laughs> we must. We must. How about that? <laughs> uh, let's not delve into yeah, the jockeys or anything, yeah, please. <laughs> let's just keep it at the suits. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's, put, let's, talk, let's talk some new drill results yeah. out of Park Salier Deposit. Headline hole published uh, this, this morning, actually, uh, 195 meters of 1.78 total copper. That's yeah. A, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's infill drilling to the measured category. Uh, it's required for our bankable feasibility study that'll come out to the market uh, in the second half of next year, mm-hmm. and it won't be incorporated in our pre-feasibility study that'll come out uh, in the first quarter of next year. But Certainly as we do the infill drilling on this from the inferred resource we put out last September, we're certainly seeing a lot more uh, continuity in the deposit uh, with no depreciation in grade. So that uh, obviously sends a very strong message that when we put out the resource update, particularly for Park Sailor, we should see more volume, more tons at the yeah. same grade means that the uh, the resource uh, should increase in size yeah and, and I'm, you know without seeing all the drill results from Park Salier uh, you know right in front of me I it feels like these are much longer widths than what I've seen before am I wrong in speculating uh, on that? well they're certainly up there in the top 10 yeah I think uh, of the uh, 13 holes that we put out today I think uh, three or four of them were certainly in the top seven intersections that we've seen over the last uh, sort of uh, 14 to 15 months as we've uh, started drilling this deposit out. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're certainly right up there. Okay, uh, and tell us just general sense, the work going in into this mineral resource estimate, into the technical reports coming in next year. I mean, can you give us a general sense of how work is progressing on the ground? Because it has been busy. Yeah, it's been extremely busy. So as we know, all of the infill drilling was completed in April of this year for the indicated resource. We've continued on, obviously, with the metallurgical column tests. Those have been released to the market, and, of course, now we've pulled the columns down and we're getting the the final tails assays so we can Mm -hmm. build all of that into the metallurgical recoveries again for the PFS next year. Our consultants are now running through all of the uh, mining scenarios and the sequencing to, to see how that feeds into the financial and economic model and what actually gives us the most robust returns uh, for the shareholders of the company. So we're on budget, we're on track, and uh, we expect to release a robust PFS early in 2024. Yeah, I think it was uh, last week you kind of put out this general kind of update uh, to the market here, and you mentioned that PFS. Uh, what's, and I don't need to like hash out particular bullet items, but what was really interesting, George, I don't know if you and the Ivanhoe Electric people kind of said we're both <coughs> going to put out updates at the same time. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so, remember, I remember reporting the news that morning. It's like, oh, Arizona Sonoran's got an update. We'll report yeah, that. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, 
Ivanhoe Electris got yeah. an update on Santa Cruz. It's the same deposit. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was great because obviously <laughs> we're like Siamese twins down there in uh, in Arizona, and uh, the fact that you know we were having a town hall uh, conference uh, video session, you know, basically summarizing our results year to date and telling the market, you know, what we intended to do over the next six months. And then they announced their initial uh, assessment or a PEA in Canada on their uh, Santa Cruz deposit immediately south of us uh, at exactly the same time. And we're having their conference call with the uh, investment community. I actually found uh, extremely encouraging. I mean, obviously, it says that uh, they're paying attention to what we're doing across the road. And uh, obviously, uh, that's uh, good news for everybody. Can I get your editorial thoughts and comments comparing the technical reports at Cactus compared to what you saw from Santa Cruz? Well, um, you know, I thought the, the Santa Cruz initial assessment, obviously it's showing a project of size and scale. It's got an 18-year mine life, which obviously is very similar to our PEA that went out a couple of years ago. It's showing an NPV well in excess of uh, a billion US dollars after tax and an IRR after tax, I believe, of uh, 23%. So it's a very robust project. And, uh, you know, obviously Santa Cruz accounts for 70 to 80% of the valuation, uh, according to the analysts at least, of Ivanhoe Electric. Ivanhoe Electric today is about a 1.5 billion US dollar market cap company. And then, of course, I look across the road, and obviously my lenses are maybe a little bit... Uh, you know, um, bias, so to speak, with Arizona Sonoran. But I look at our market cap today and we're only 120 million US dollars. Yeah. Yet we're on a brownfield site that benefits from some existing infrastructure, substantially permitted, technical studies well in hand. And what I found interesting was with the Ivanhoe Electric um, PEA, was first production was forecast in 2029, yeah. which is some three years after um, you know the cactus project would uh, would see first production, so I think the tenfold uh, valuation gap uh, is certainly overdone. I certainly uh, respect Robert and what he's did with his career and appreciate why they would have a, a premium valuation. It's certainly well deserved, but I, I think Arizona Sonora is very much undervalued, and I, I think that valuation gap over the next uh, you know several quarters is is going to yeah. narrow. I, I had to do some, like, kind of back in my chair, give us some serious thought, and I was looking forward to the, just this discussion. If I may just speak openly, and maybe there's a question in here, but the PEA for Cactus is 18-year mine life, right? Correct, yeah. And the, the, the report that they put out on Santa Cruz, I think, was... 18 years eight, as well. With 18 years as well. Yeah. Okay. So, collectively, 36 years, all mm-hmm. right? I, as somebody who's invested in Arizona Sonoran Copper, who's been to those projects, who's overlooked Santa Cruz, and kind of gets the dynamics of Arizona and the area you're in, mm-hmm. no one, in my opinion, could reasonably explain to me why there needs to be two mining projects on the mm-hmm. same deposit. Mm-hmm. Yep when you could make one project mm. and in these early technical reports have 36 years yeah and with expansion 
I, I just, it's so... Yeah, well, it's much bigger than that, Trevor, if you sure, think about it. Sure. Because, um, you know, Ivanhoe Electric only put out um, the information essential on Santa Cruz. They still have the Texaco and East Ridge deposits. Our 18-year mine life is built only on cactus and doesn't incorporate park salier. Yeah. And as we said, you know, we believe our pre-feasibility study will take production up to... 50,000 tonnes of cathode production a year or 100 million pounds and the mine life is actually going to go to 30 years. So when you start to you know, look at a, a, a regional consolidation play, I think you're looking uh, you know, 100, 150,000 tonnes of cathode production a year here and something that could well be in excess of 50 years yeah. on private land in Arizona uh, with water rights and access to water. You know, by uh, by all accounts, that that's a first-class, you know, tier one uh, project. Of course, and I would also argue, knowing your project a little bit better than the other, but it doesn't really appears like if you are to go underground, you have the better access. Well, certainly at Cactus, uh, yes, I would say. I mean, having that open pit already there, right. and the ability to develop out of the bottom of the existing pit into Cactus East, you know, gives us relatively short timelines to plus one percent copper, you know, with very little uh, capital development costs when compared to something that's a greenfield site and the mineralization is sitting yeah. significantly deeper. Yeah, well, it, and I, I don't say what I'm saying lightly. I understand no, no, the no, dynamics no. of it, but, you know, it's it's, it's like seeing these two things, it, it, we, we talk about things needing to merge in mm, this industry mm, in mm. general yep. and this is just yep. so obvious and I don't want to put you on the spot because I know you well enough to like listen we're going to do a PFS we're going to do mineral resource this is what we've communicated to the market this is what yeah. I'm going to do what yeah. somebody else does yeah. I can't control yeah. that yeah but the big uh, look the big challenge we have is that uh, you know, in U.S. dollar terms, we have a market cap of 120 million U.S. dollars. If we execute on our plan, you know, we should have an enterprise value of between 500 and 700 million dollars here. So the issue is, is nobody could come in tomorrow and offer a 50% premium. The company is not going to be sold. Right. And nobody could come in and offer a two or 300% premium, which is the true valuation of the company, where it, is, where it will be in the next couple of years. So what is the, what is the market headwinds right now for, for the equity of Arizona Sonoran? Well, look, I mean, I think, um, you know, everybody, and particularly in the copper space and maybe in other metals as well, is, is really can't see the forest for the trees. I think everybody is very short-term focused. We know that in China there's been issues with the property developers and, you know, obviously the economy there is relatively sluggish compared to what we've seen historically in the past. But I think uh, people really need to step back and start looking at the medium and longer-term picture and I think when it starts to come to some of these critical metals, yes, China is going to be important going forward. There's no doubt about that. But the rest of the world now is going to be playing a major part. And we're starting to see governments vying for access to these critical minerals yeah. and having you know, access to the actual supply rather than relying on other parties. Yeah. And I, I, I see more you know, uh, of that coming into play here uh, you know, next year. Well, in Arizona, it should be a very critical jurisdiction if such thing were to happen for the production of copper. 
Well, absolutely. I mean, and the good thing is, is you know, we're producing uh, LME grade A yeah. copper cathode that go right into the U.S. domestic supply. Since you and I last spoke, the Department of Energy has now listed copper finally. as a credit. Finally. finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that opens up uh, funding, particularly with that department. And if you can show them a business plan where the copper is going into the U.S. domestic uh, supply, then obviously that opens up potentially, you know, federal funding, loans, relatively competitive loans and grants. Did you start knocking on your congressman or woman's door? We've already started that. <laughs> My CFO was in Washington in April of this year, oh, okay. and him and I are actually going back uh, at the end of November to meet with members of Congress and to go in and see some of these government agencies. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll take off more and more next year because then we have a PFS, but sure. everything is then built from mineable reserves. So you have a lot more confidence in the financial and economics and the size and scale of the asset. Plus, we'll then start talking to, you know, uh, uh, off-takers and ultimately where is this product gonna end up? And of course, we want it to end up in the US. Yeah, and how do you, how do you control that, that supply chain of copper? To make sure it ends up in the, I mean, you can produce it in the U.S., but once it hits, you know, well, the market, it gets cut up and sent somewhere else. Like, how do you guarantee that that's going to? No, stay you've here? got to build that into the agreements that categorically sure. it will uh, will stay within the, the, the domestic U.S. Okay. And I think, given where the demand is uh, going to be going, obviously over the next uh, years, I think um, you know, the, I don't think we'll have any issues for that. Okay, very good, uh, George. Uh, how you know, General? How's the first half day gone with some general questions or themes you've had the last couple hours? Yeah, obviously people are keen to get my perspective on uh, what's happening specifically in the copper space. Uh, everybody's keen to hear where we sit with the pre-feasibility study, the implications of the, the drilling results we put out on the, this morning. And then, as you mentioned, you know, what does it mean for the wider area with Ivanhoe Electric's, you know, initial assessment uh, that got put out there uh, last week. And, you know, what's really nice to see as well, we've had a lot more banks pick up coverage on us in the last mm. six months. Scotiabank launched yesterday, TD, Paradigm, uh, Raymond James. So, you know, for a junior company to have 11, you know, bank analysts covering us, that's a, a great uh, coverage universe to have. Yeah, very good. All right, George, good to see you. Hey, good seeing we, you. Thank you, Trevor. I don't get to see you enough in person, so I got out that we can make this happen. Uh, that's Arizona Snore and Cobber, everybody. They continue to be a, a great partner of the podcast. I'm also a shareholder. They trade on the TSX with ASCU. We got a couple more today, so stay tuned. We'll be right back with you. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.